Today's episode is brought to you by Ride IQ. Ride IQ is a mobile app with on-demand audio lessons taught by some of the best trainers in the world. So all you have to do is tack up and press play, and you have a top trainer in your ear guiding you, being your co-pilot for every step of that ride. Your friends are already trying Ride IQ, and now is your chance to try it. You get two weeks free. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. So go to ride-iq.com, start your two-week free trial, and see what it's all about. Welcome to Riders Unscripted with Natalie Hummel. Riders Unscripted lets you listen into a sports psychology session with an adult amateur rider. These episodes stand alone and each shares a conversation with a new rider. Before we get started, a disclaimer. Each episode is a one-time conversation and not advice that constitutes psychological treatment. And now onto the good stuff. Enjoy. Hi. So glad to have you here. Yeah. Okay, so let's just jump right in. Is there any goal or intention or any place where you feel stuck or blocked that feels like a good place to start? Um, Yeah, I would say for me, it's getting over feeling of disappointment of of not reaching goals and not performing the way that I was hoping to perform at a recent horse show. And just the fear of failure that comes along with showing that I really struggle with and, and wanting to be perfect all the time. Oh my gosh. Yes. So relatable. Perfection. And the perfection and what we, like from your own perspective, like the feeling of wanting to be perfect, what do we think that's going to save us from? From feeling not good enough and less than, and it just makes it all feel more worthwhile, like all of the time and energy and money and stress. Yes. Yes. So this part of us is saying if we're perfect, if we can finally reach a state of perfection, then it'll finally be enough, will be enough. And all of the time, money and sacrifice will have been worth it. Right. So in a way, it's trying to save you from feeling unworthy or not good enough and disappointment. Yes. Which is so funny because is it working? No, no. And the funny thing is, even when things do go perfectly, it's it feels good for about five seconds. And then I'm like, okay, now it's on to the next thing. How am I going to do the next thing perfectly? So it's never enough. You just said it so perfectly. And this is something I wish everyone could hear over and over and over again is I love asking people, has it ever been enough? Has have you ever been skinny enough, pretty enough, rich enough, winning enough? Right. Moving up the levels enough. Has it ever been enough? Have you ever gone to a place and been like, you know what? This is enough. Nope. Never. Never. It's torture. <laughs> it's torture. It's torture. And it's just such a misunderstanding. But this is the mechanism of the ego. The ego quite literally is always telling us it's not enough in an attempt to not feel X, Y, Z things. It's going to mm-hmm. constantly keep us striving for, 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 uh, for perfection, striving for something. But it's so paradoxical because when we get there, it's never enough. But it's, it's the mechanism that we're in. It's like going in reverse and thinking you're going to go forward. Yep. It's like it's never enough. Another good analogy that I heard one time is the ego operates like a balloon and you have to constantly be blowing air 
meaning like winning or things going right or looking the way you want for it to stay inflated. But the second that you stop blowing in, it deflates. Yeah, I like that. That that feels accurate. Yeah. And then it's left. And then I like the the imagery that it gives, because when you stop blowing, then you feel flat and deflated and Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Defeated is another word I like to use. Defeated. Yes. Yes. And then it also keeps us on that constant blowing, the constant doing. And then we get Mm -hmm. the burnout and then we have inevitably can't do anything because we're so tired. And then we go back to blowing, 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 blowing. And we can't get this balloon inflated. Yeah, it's impossible. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Good realization. It's impossible. It's impossible. We're setting ourselves up for the impossible and wondering why we can't obtain the impossible. Yep. And then and then on top of that, layering our story on that we should and something's wrong with us when we can't. Yeah. Like I'm trying so hard. Why isn't this working? I This should be working and I should be X, Y, Z. But it's like you can't it, realizing that you can't control that is helpful, but it's still like it's hard to accept a lot of the time. That's exactly right. And so it's it's and what you're saying is like you can conceptually understand it, but having an embodied acceptance of what is is the, is the hard part. Right. Exactly. And then staying in that place and not shifting into the ego and and being an employee of the ego. Like, okay, ego, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, with your, I, this is so me, like with like a notepad and pen. Like, yeah. okay, ego, right. you want me I'm to do this, this? Yeah. <laughs> Mine inevitably, like, no matter what I failed at, my ego will always tell me at the end, okay, and you're fat. Like, and you need to lose 10 pounds. You know, like, that's always, that's always how I know that the ego is involved because, like, I have this long to-do list of what I can do to finally be perfect. And it always has something in there about appearance, too. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that, too. It's hard. Yeah. I think that that's a piece of it for me as well. Like, oh, if I was in better shape or if I looked better in my breeches, I would feel better when I'm riding. And it's, it's all ego related for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And for your, for you, it sounds like your ego is trying to protect you from feeling disappointed. Yep. Yeah. And not enough. Right. Yeah. And so what is just in brief, like what, what disappointment is coming up for you right now? If you were going to speak or tell us a little bit about this, this situation, well, yeah. what would that be? And I just, uh, this is a common theme for me when, when things don't go how I want them to at horse shows that I let my horse down or that I'm ruining my horse or that I'm not good enough to ride this horse. Like, it's just all these feelings of not being worthy and, and that, you know, somebody else should be riding this horse because I'm not doing a good enough job. Aww. Yeah, that's really tender too. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's like a lot of sadness here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And where do you feel this as you start to speak about it? It just feels like a tight ball of energy in my chest, like in the center of my chest. Mm-hmm. And it look, it's like has the shape of a ball. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to, but if you were going to speak directly from this, what would it say? It would just say like, why are you trying so hard? You're never going to be good enough to do what you want to do. Like, 
to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Like, it's just pointless. Yeah. Why are you trying so hard? It's yeah. never, it's never going to work out. Right. Yeah. And what is, if you ask it, if you tune in and ask it, like, what do you actually want from me? Like, how are you? <laughs> yeah. What do you want from me? I mean, to like to be successful, like, is it to be happy? Like, what is this ball in your yeah. chest? Want? Yeah, it's it's to be successful and feel like my hard work is paying off and that that I'm doing a good job. And, and I have like the validation that I'm everything that I'm doing is is leading me to success. And it just doesn't feel like that when I when things don't go well, it feels like I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be trying so hard because I just feel like shit. Yes. And the success, what do you what do you think if you did, if it all if it all went well, what do you think the success would feel like? It would feel like everything that I go through is worth it. And I would I would get recognition from my peers that I ride well and that I'm doing a good job with my horse. And how would that feel? That would feel like enough. That would feel like yeah, my ego, my ego, <laughs> my ego thinks it will be enough. But I've I've experienced it enough times to know that it's it's never enough. But the deeper desire is to feel enough. Yes. Yeah. Good. And so just tuning back into this area of your chest, and this is kind of like the the disappointment, the unworthiness, the the like feeling that I'm not a success. Is that what this energy is? Yes. Yeah. And even right now, how intense is it? One through 10. Probably like a seven. Good. Good. And just taking a deep breath there. Yeah. Good. And it doesn't have to. So the drill, just staying present. But it's like, when did I learn that what I do isn't enough? Or when's the first time I felt this not enough sense? Yeah, probably like when I was a young teenager and was trying to like be as good as my peers and trying to fit in and and be really good at riding. Yeah, trying to belong, trying to connect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. trying to be with the peers. Yeah. And if if the teenage version of you were to speak, what would she say? She would say that she just wants to be loved and accepted for for who she is, regardless of the results. She's so smart. Yeah. She just wants to be loved and accepted unconditionally, no matter what happens. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And if this if this young teenager was like your horse that was saying the same thing that was like telling you, like, I just, if your horse was saying, I just want to be as good as my peers. I just want to be loved and accepted unconditionally. What would you, how would you respond to your horse? What would love say to your horse? Oh, I would say like, you're already so loved, like regardless of what you do. (laughs) Yes. No matter what you do, your presence alone is enough. Yep. I love you. There's nothing you could or couldn't do yep. to make you love you any more or any less. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And just tuning back into the teenager and just really like imagine being there with her. Like, you're okay. You are loved. I love you. I accept you no matter what. And what happens with her? Good breath. 
What does she say? She says, thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's so cute. Yeah. 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 And it feels more accepted and comfortable being who she is and not trying to please everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's not her job. She doesn't have to do that. She's deeply okay. And then that gives her the freedom to just show up, be present, be herself. Yep. Uh, freedom. Yeah. So just imagine you as a teenager in her life as it was, but without the thought that it should be any different or that she needs to prove anything and notice what's different. It just, everything feels easier. Yeah. Yes. So good. And just notice how she shows up to life and how she's able to stay present. Just yeah, notice that. Lighter and there's, she doesn't feel constant pressure. Good. Good. Yeah. So what I hear is without the thought that it has to be perfect, it feels good. Yep. It's lighter. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. And so just tuning back into that place in your chest and where is it now on a scale one through 10? Probably like a three or a four. Good. Okay. And so just if your eyes aren't already closed, just closing them, making sure that you feel your feet on the ground and if your body's collapsing anywhere, shrinking, just sit up, shoulders down and back and just allow that to be there. And it's like this energy can be here. Just allowing yourself to feel it. Good, good breath. There's nothing to resist, nothing to avoid, nothing to perfect. It's just energy. You can feel it. And what do you notice? What's happening? It's starting to like spread out and dissipate. Good, good for you. Good job. And just, we're just going to stay here for maybe 30 more seconds, just breathing and allowing. And if that's dissipating, what's getting bigger? Or what are you noticing? Yeah, just like a sense of more peace in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) All the thoughts start to go away. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you just notice. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you're just allowed to be present. What's happening is your nervous system finally feels safe. There's nothing to avoid. So your mind can stop thinking of all these strategies, perfectionists, so that it can avoid this. It's like, oh, I can feel this. Now I just feel present. Yep. And so stay with me. And we're going to do a couple compassionate self-forgivenesses. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. That I'm going to ruin my horse. That I'm going to ruin my horse. Yeah. What's the truth? The truth is we're on a journey together and like wherever we are is where we, where we are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the truth is he is living gratitude. That's all he is. He's and he can teach you that. He's not thinking it needs to be any different than it is. Yep. He's just living and what that what is completely grateful that he gets to do it with you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So good. And when you say that, what happens in your body? Does it feel true? Yeah, it does. It, it feels emotional because I want to tell myself that all the time, but I, my ego doesn't let me. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's, that's, that really is the importance of honoring our biology that we really are meant to do this type of work in connection. 
like there's there's things that I can't accept that are that are really hard for me to accept and I need someone holding that space for me and it's not because there's anything wrong with us it's because we have nervous systems that want connection and so it's like using these times as like oh I remember the truth now and then going out remembering it for as long as possible and then coming back when you need another reminder and another reminder yeah but there's nothing that's how it works yeah yeah. So it's okay that you that you forget that you buy into the misunderstanding again. Yep. One more. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm not enough. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm not enough. Yeah. And what's the truth? The truth is I I am enough and I'm doing the best that I can and it doesn't be any different than that. No. And actually, without the thought that it needs to be any different, like imagine your life as it is right now, and it's you're not capable of the thinking the thought it should be any different. You're just showing up, taking the feedback. What's different? Yeah. Oh, I'm just able to like live my life freely and not get so stuck in the story of what I think should be happening or what I think other people are thinking about me and just like torturing myself. Yes, yes. Yes. And then, like you said, even notice in your mind, then you have all of this mental space and mental clarity to actually do everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not, it's not exhausting to live like a normal day when I think that way. Good. And so let's take a breath there and let that really sink into your body. And now, is there anyone, is there another one that sticks out for you? Yeah, I would say like one around fear of failure and like what people think of me when I fail. So good. What would it sound like? Or or does it need to be processed? Um, I think it probably needs to be processed. It's a, a repetitive for me. <laughs> good. Good. I love that. So there's a there's a part of you that's like is scared of the judgment from others when you fail. Yes. Yeah. And so if, is that part here? Could you let oh, that yeah. part? Yeah. Okay, good. And what would that part say? That part would say, if you fail, like you shouldn't be riding, you shouldn't be competing at this level, you're not good enough, and on and on and on. And so, there, and so that part gets scared that if you're thinking that, other people think that. Right. Yeah, that people are like talking about me and that I, they don't think that I belong doing what I'm doing. Ooh, the belonging, which is so important for us and our biology to feel like we belong. That feels so threatening. Yeah. When we don't belong. Yeah. yeah. So no for one me, like, we've talked about this before, but like my, my pre cross country nerves, like that is where I feel it the most just feeling absolutely terrified to leave the start box and like make a mistake. Yeah, because all because if we follow that that trail, it's like if I make a mistake, then I'll fail, then they'll judge me, then I won't belong. Yep. Oh, so it's like a deep a deep it's like it's fear of failure is like not even cutting it. It's a fear of not belonging. Mm -hmm. Because of failure, yeah. And even as we say that, what do you start to feel in your body? Just like a tension everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Like your whole body braces. Yeah. Okay, good. 
And then do you notice any any energy like in your torso or is it just all like a brace? Like kind of through my shoulders and my chest again and just, yeah, my upper body. Okay, good. And just, I would get really slow, take a few deep breaths. I would get really curious where I learned that if I failed, I wouldn't belong. Yeah, I think for me, it's like when I was growing up, my parents did like everything that they could to afford to for us to horse show. And I just didn't want to waste the opportunities. Like I wanted to do well so that they would think that it was worth it to be sacrificing a lot. And I think like I've carried that over into my life, like trying to work super hard to be able to afford riding and competing. And so it just feels really heavy. And you're like just pressure pushing down that I have to, to, I can't fail. Yes. Yes. And one thing that feels really important to say here, because you're, you're demonstrating it really well is sometimes we can think like, oh, you know, okay. If there was like a lack in childhood, you know, like, okay, there wasn't endless funds, you know, horses are so expensive, but we think, oh, when we grow up, we're going to make a lot of money. So we never have to feel this way. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We never have to feel this, this way. And that sounds logically really smart, right? Like, okay, there's a need. I'm going to work really hard to not have to need that. And, but what happens is when we create from a freedom from, like a freedom from feeling limited or like we didn't belong or things were a struggle, we paradoxically create the same energy because now you're making enough. You're doing, you have a great job. You're doing all the right things. You have a great horse, but it's still feeling like, oh, if I fail, it won't all be worth it because you created it from that energy. Yep, totally. Yeah. So, that what is it what if you tune into your younger self and she's there ready to compete but she knows like the sacrifice it's taken from her parents and you were just to tune in directly to her and just be as unconscious as you can you know just speaking from her what would she say like I have to make them proud or I have to make this worth it they're sacrificing so much all of their things yep (laughs) yeah just feeling feeling like I don't want to let anybody down I still feel that a lot in my adult life like I am such a people pleaser and I don't like saying no to people or or letting feeling like I let anyone down it's just that feeling of of not being loved or accepted if I don't do everything what I perceive as perfectly yes yeah So this little one is buying into the misunderstanding that she has to be perfect for it to be worth her parents' sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. And if she fails, then... She's not worthy. She shouldn't be riding at all. Yeah. She's not worthy. And there's like a deeper sense. And I don't... Like it, it... it's just biological. It's probably nothing that your parents actually did. And maybe they did. But biologically, it sounds like you're really like, oh, if I mess up and don't do well and after they sacrifice, like I won't belong. Like they won't yeah. love me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So just taking a deep breath there. And what do you feel this 
this younger you needed to understand that she didn't get at the time. That it's all a process and like there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And like, that's just how you grow and progress and learn. But if you're always perfect, you don't learn anything. And if you're up in the mind about being perfect, you won't be present enough to get the feedback of why it didn't go well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what can you tell her about if she makes mistakes? Well, she's allowed to make mistakes, that it's okay to make mistakes. And it's it's perfectly okay. And that's how she's going to learn how to be a good horsewoman and and how to apply those mistakes to her future. It's exactly right. And what is it her job to make it? Can she control if her parents feel like this was worth it or not? No, no. And and they want to support her and they're not, they don't care. They're, they're happy that doing what she loves to do. They don't, they don't care how she places or anything like that. It's that's, that's in her mind. Yeah. If I was speaking directly from love to her, I would say, oh, you're just so good and you're wanting to be so good and you're wanting to do right by your parents and by your horse. And I love that you have such integrity and I love that you're so good. But this pressure that you're putting on yourself to be perfect isn't helping you. And no matter what you do, you're deeply supported and you're deeply okay. And this pressure is the only thing blocking you from this deeper desire of being it all being enough. It is enough. You showing up with presence, doing the best you can is more than enough. Yeah, that feels really nice. Yeah. Your parents just want your happiness. The only thing in between that is you and the idea that it needs to be perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that also makes me think is that's the same with your horse. That's the same thing. I think your horse would say that I just want your presence. Yeah. And it's like the only thing in between you and presence is the story that it has to be perfect. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. And you know from doing this work that it's paradoxical because the more you're present, the more you actually succeed. Yeah. But that this this winter was an awesome example of, of feeling that firsthand, like being able to be really present when I was competing and like, I don't know, it was just a completely different experience for me that I could actually enjoy what I was doing or not feel like I was going to absolutely throw up like every time I went in the ring. Uh-huh. I know. It's amazing. And then wild because then we get good results or or even we get better feedback, which eventually... Right gets better results and like I we talked about you know I had some failures this winter and I I didn't take them personally and I like didn't beat myself up endlessly about you know I should have done this or I should have done that like I just accepted them and sort of moved on which was completely foreign to me like normally I would beat myself up forever until the next thing came along yes I truly feel like the people that learn the fastest, that learn the fastest and that are like succeeding, and I put that in quotation marks, but that are having results 
top results consistently are the people that learned how to accept failure the quickest. Because when you can just accept it, then you can get the feedback, put it into practice. And that whole system is much smoother rather than like spending a lot of our energy judging ourselves, beating ourselves up at, then shrinking, then going into the ring and having all these stories that it has to be different so we don't have to feel this beating upness and we're not actually there. Right. Yeah, you can't relax when you're the other way. You can't. Like, it's impossible. (laughs) Impossible. Impossible. And then that's when our technique starts to go away too. And then we start to think it's a technique issue, like we don't have a good enough eye, our feel's not good enough, but really we're blocking all those things by creating the stories, which, as we know, stems from really just not feeling safe. And that when you feel safe, the stories go away, you can be present. (laughs) So that's why we that's why we feel the failure so that we can be like, this is safe. This is okay. You can stand present with this. There's nothing to avoid because it's the yeah. avoidance that causes the pain. Yeah, the pain. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, you just read my mind. It's yeah. the avoidance that causes the story, and the story is what causes the pain. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So good. You you put that together really well. Okay. So just back orienting to yourself and to that younger you that was really buying into this misunderstanding that you, know, you owed your parents success or you owed them perfection. And just tuning into her and seeing how what it feels like for her to not be holding that anymore. Oh, she feels like she can be a kid and not like so serious. <laughs> yeah, she's not holding the weight of the world. Yes. Yeah. It control everything. Like control is another theme for me throughout my life that comes from stems from the perfectionism and that sort of thing. But yeah, just being able to like live and flow and like enjoy and not be so rigid about what things have to be in my from my ego yes just letting it be unconditional like just showing up to either the game of riding or the game of life and letting it just to be no conditions to how it has to be it can just be yep yeah and so when you tune into that what then now feels like you can forgive What's a misunderstanding that she had that you can forgive? Um, that she has to be in control all the time. <laughs> yeah. In order to be happy or what I what she perceived as being happy. The truth is she can just live life and enjoy all aspects of it. And she's still deeply okay. Yeah. And I would do one. I would do one around feeling like I had to be perfect to make it worth it for my parents, myself, my horse. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgive myself for the misunderstanding that I have to be perfect in order to be loved and accepted by my parents and to do right by my horse, because the truth is they love me no matter what. And they know that I'm doing the best that I can and that it just is going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. The truth is they want your they want your happiness. They want your presence. Yeah. You can be present and happy even when it doesn't go well. Yeah. And That's not hard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And breathe, even breathe through that. And not just because we like accepting things, but because that's what's effective. Yeah. Good. So when you tune into your your body right now, what do you notice? Like in your chest, stomach? What's the energetic blueprint? 
I feel like really relaxed now and, and more calm. <laughs> okay, good. And if you were, this is not an affirmation, but if you were going to say like an I am from this place to match energetically what's happening, what would you say? I am. I am calm and free. Free. Woof. So good. So good. I am free. And now just from this place, I want you to imagine competing from this place. I am free. No, it feels like I do anything. And it's just like that flow state. And I don't know. I just, I can like feel the times when my horse and I are really on the same page. And it just is like that synergy. Mm -hmm. And it comes from this place. So it's so paradoxical. We think that flow state comes from being perfect, but it doesn't. It comes from presence. It comes yes. from it comes from embracing the part that feels like a disappointment. And it comes from embracing the part that feels like a failure or unworthy that we actually get this. I, I am beyond worthy and I am free. And then it allows us to be unconditional with our animal. Like you get to be that way too with presence. And then you get that synergy and that flow state. Yes. Yes. And I've noticed like such a huge difference in my horse when, when I can get to that place. Like he just is, he feels so much easier to ride. <laughs> yes. He is easier to ride. Like, gosh, he's starting crazy up there right now. <laughs> yeah. Everything just becomes way more simple. Yeah. And clear. Clear. Yeah. Yes. What the ride becomes more clear when I have that like good headspace. Because you can use your feel. You can use all of your training since childhood. You can use all the trial and error, all the muscle memory, all the instincts that you've developed over all of this time become available. But when we're stuck in story and we don't feel safe in our nervous system, we literally lose that part of our brain. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not accessible. Right. Yeah. But I want to make it really clear that that flow state came not from being perfect, but from actually embracing the feelings of failure and disappointment. You got the flow state. Yeah. Yeah. No, it can't. You can't force it. You can't. You can't like turn it off and on by hoping that you can get to that place. It's that by anything outer. Yeah. You right. can't get to this by anything outer. But yet we continue to do all the outer things. Yeah. This that's why it's always inner then outer, because if you if you relate mean meaning like ride or show up to anything from this place of presence and flow, you're gonna create that. Yeah. Yep. So the system back here is not elusive. It's by embracing all of those hard feelings. Yep. Feeling them. Feeling what I don't. What I want to avoid. Yeah. Like everything I don't want to feel, I have to feel it in order to get past those feelings and to get back to like what I call my happy headspace. Yes. Yes. You, it's exactly right. You said it perfectly. And is that instinctual? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. We will do anything but feel our emotions. We will scroll on social media. We will drink alcohol. We will overexercise. We will, <laughs> we will change our appearance. We'll do anything. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> Online shopping. 
all the things before we go in her. But that's the ticket. Um, yep. So good. So from here, from this place of knowing that it is inner than outer, what does feel like the most graceful step forward? Um, I think for me, it's like trying to slow everything down and, and give myself space to feel what I need to feel before I go to the barn and attempt to like go, go through my day, if that makes sense. Like not like waiting for fake space. Yeah, like not waiting for something to trigger me, just like practicing being present and then seeing where that takes me. Yes. Okay. I love what you just said. And it what you basically are saying is like practicing inner, then doing the outer. And right. and you said being practice being present, which we know is a nervous system state of that top part of our nervous system. And what do we need to get to the part? top part of our nervous system is we need connection. And so the easiest and best way of getting safety and connection is to drop into the body and feel anything that's there. Doesn't even have to be a negative emotion. It could be like gratitude. It could be, oh my gosh, I feel so happy. Okay, let's feel that. That is that it's it's kind of like biohacking correlation. But it's like that's what builds safety in us. And then yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we can stay in that our, that that capacity to be in the top part of our nervous system grows and grows and grows, which means our ability to stay present grows, 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 which is why it's so important to feel the emotions that you don't want to feel because then when you feel them during when you're riding or competing, you have a capacity for them and it doesn't take you outside of it. So sometimes I'll even... I'll have a day where I'm just like in such a bad mood and I just like don't want to talk to anyone. And and it takes me a while to realize like, oh, hey, you need to check in with like what you're feeling and and work through that. And then I'll do it. I'll I'll check in and like really feel whatever it is that's bugging me. And then I can continue with my day. And it's just like completely different. It's like doing a 180. It's like crazy because I used to that was not an option for me for a lot of years. I like have full body tilts. I, mean, I was having a bad day for the whole day. And that was, was yeah. Oh my gosh, Julie, I seriously have full body chills. And if like, honestly, if you never did any more like work, growth, personal development, if that is incredible because you're gaining so many hours, so much time back in your life. When it's, I always say like, people don't have bad days. They have bad moments that they don't know how to regulate. That's it. Like, yeah. We don't have bad days. We have hard moments. And if yeah. we can be present during those hard moments, then we can go back and we're okay again. Yeah. Like the best life hack ever. I love, I love what you said about that, though. You, I am like giving myself time back. You're right. Like that's, that feels really good. It feels like I'm giving myself a gift, really. Such a gift. Such a gift. Like, Whereas we would, I mean, I can think of me, someone like cutting me off in traffic or like when I was riding horses, like a horse that, I mean, my peace, my happiness was so cheap. Anything could just take it away. Anything. And now it's like, it's going to be more different. Like nothing, like almost, I mean, I'm like, anything could happen. (laughs) And I'm like, well, all right. (laughs) It's just such a different experience to go through life. And so... Yeah, you're just giving yourself the gift of acceptance. Yeah, so good. 
I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you for sure. No, but I do love the way you show up and I do love your willingness to do it and how you put the work to practice because it does show and it's incredible to watch and your horse and your life and your husband. I'm sure everyone thanks you for it. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So good. So what I hear is check-in of like feeling whatever it is that you need to feel before you get on your horse. And just a, it doesn't have to be a major thing, but just an inner check-in and then relating to him from this, like, I am free place. Yeah. Good. And anytime that those stories of owing people anything or perfection comes in, it's the trick is to embrace them and forgive yourself and move on. Yeah. And just like remind myself that I'm okay. Like I'm okay no matter what. Like that's been a huge one for me. It's just like life is going to happen and I it's you can't argue with the reality of life and just being deeply okay with anything that can happen. It, it's super hard to do, but it does really help like in your day-to-day life. Again, that is just so impactful. Staying in reality, feeling what you need to feel about it and not getting and knowing that you're deeply okay because what you're doing is like you're we just aren't taught to honor our biology we aren't taught that all of these problems in our life most of them anyways are because we feel emotionally unsafe all because we're built to belong and if we can be like no you belong with me you're okay 99% of those problems go away yeah 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 so good well Julie thank you so much Seriously, always a pleasure. That was awesome. I love love getting to work through this stuff with you. And I feel great. I'm ready to go attack the rest of my day. Me too. (laughs) Okay, we'll check in with you later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. If you liked today's episode and you like learning from Natalie Hummel, start your Ride IQ two-week free trial. There's so much more to learn from Natalie on the Ride IQ app. She has mindset sessions that teach you about your nervous system and guide you through exercises so you can start understanding your nervous system and taking control. Again, go to ride-iq.com to start your two-week free trial. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. We are always here to help. So give it a go and let us know what you think.